everybody, welcome back to the only podcast produced by three winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. Yep, that podcast is still the Check Engine Podcast. My name is Nick, and with me as always are my two compadres. I've got Tristan sitting behind the controls looking rather flustered already, so this might be a long one for you, huh? <laughs> uh, as we mentioned before, I'm deep inside, I'm old, and these two have been... Absolute hooligans this evening. Hooligans. Get off! Get off my lawn. I I don't think I'm not going to say a hooligan, but Andrew's been very gaseous lately. I don't that know. Also true. Gonna... I blame pizza and and Lacroix because I'm older, so now I can't eat can't eat cheese, can't eat bread, can't eat sauce, can't eat spicy meat, can't eat ice cream. Can't... God, old is awful. Don't get old, folks. Thirty and out. I'm telling you. No, man, I'm 30. I want to be out already. <laughs> 25 hey, out. Hey, you got that birthday coming up, don't you? Yeah, I Oh, do. man, that's right. Woo. Are we going to do a special birthday episode for you Tristan? probably should. That'd probably be sweet. No. You don't want that as a gift? I don't. Nah, I think it's be a great nah, present. Whatever. Anyway, anyway... Um, if you haven't gathered by now, we're not professionals at this. We are um, just... Three dudes who like talking, believe it or not, about cars, because you haven't heard anything about cars yet, but that's what we are going to talk about. We like talking about cars, we like talking about racing, and um, yeah, none of us work in the industry at all, so despite the fact that we're not pros, um, you're all listening anyway, so uh, we thank you for that. Um, thanks to Anchor.fm um, for hosting us. It's Anchor.fm slash Check Engine Podcast, and we're also available... Anywhere podcasts are uh, streamed at this point. Mm-hmm. So we go to iTunes, go to Google, go to Breaker.audio, whatever one you want. We're there. Um, but don't just listen, folks. Reach out to us. We want to talk with you, not at you. This is supposed to be a two-way discussion here. So find us at our website, checkenginepodcast.com. We have um, a direct email through there, inbox at checkenginepodcast.com. We're also all over the social universe. You can find us on Facebook at Check Engine Podcast. Like us there. If you don't, that's cool, but at least share us because you might know somebody who will like us. You can also follow us at, um, at Check Engine Pod on Twitter and also at Check Engine Pod on the Instagram machine. And if you really, really, really are into what we're doing here, um, thank you in advance for uh, supporting us a little bit. We have a support page at anchor.fm. So it's actually support at anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash check engine podcast. Every cent that goes on there will be turned around to make this stuff better for you, the listener. This is better websites. This is more tickets to different car-related events that we can tell you guys about. This is... Maybe new merchandise that we can start sending out to people. Better recording equipment. Yeah. All, yeah, that all of that yep. kind of stuff. Yep. An upgrade from CD quality. <laughs> Absolutely. So we thank you in advance for your support if you choose to do so. Um, with that, Andrew, um, what is the topic of discussion for this evening? Tonight is an interesting episode because it's an episode for us, the three people here, that's kind of like deja vu. We're going to go back in time 
and re redux remaster the episode that wasn't we did have an episode about this same topic and it vanished into the ether poof yeah, this, this was a early in our podcasting career and i had not perfected my system yet and i managed to delete the entire episode I said, yeah i wasn't gonna out you on that one no, I, I will i will all know up to it so nick was saying oh we'll hear it on a special collector's edition no no you won't it's, it's gone it's gone it's gone <laughs> it's so, gone forever yeah for us it's gonna be a little nope. bit of a rehash but <laughs> the once in future episode yeah and that's probably what we'll call it there yep. you go the once in future episode but this is going to be interesting. It actually came up again, uh, something I saw while I was driving my car around. So, yeah. Uh, first, I have at least one payslap. Who else? Anyone? So what is the top, the main topic of the episode before well, we get into payslaps? We're going to talk a little bit about car stereotypes. And, what, and, well, Tristan just bought a new car. I still have a new Wish car. Nick has a new car. And with a new car comes a new car buying family so <laughs> whether you like it or not. whether you like it or not so we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, there you go so car stereotypes and we're going to try to not delete it this time when we're done yeah no this one this one will get published you got it boss <laughs> <laughs> but first as always the pace laps who has something to bring to the table? I'll start with this one because I think you're really going to enjoy it, Nick. Uh-oh. There's Is a... it about a Corvette going mid-engine? Because I won't enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is big time. But it starts like this. There's a mid-engine Jaguar F-Type that's going to replace the current one in 2022. My question is this. Do we have to start calling them Corvette fighters? <laughs> Nick? Anyone? <laughs> no. <laughs> and also, I mean, come on. I know you saw the 10 million pictures that are out on the internet now and all the videos and all this. Are you still, are you, come on. Nope. Come on. Just a little bit. Nope. It sounds pretty cool. Nope. It looks pretty cool. Nope. Out. This guy. I can't help you with him. I, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <sighs> what about, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. But anyways, that is a genuine question. Do we have to start calling uh, mid-engine supercars mid Corvette fighters? Any mid-engine or is this, or is the Corvette a Ferrari fighter, or like, what What are we fighting? Uh, Why well, does the engine placement have to do with what we call it? Because that's what changes the nature of the car. Just like you think, the engine locate. Hmm, I mean, we can't do this episode again. <laughs> We've already <laughs> done this episode. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, we can all agree, the engine is a different place. That means that the car is sort of competing against something else, right? Yeah, it's something But the car has been competing against Ferraris anyway. Yeah, but no, it's doing it for real. <laughs> but it's not, because it's been competing against Ferraris anyway, with the engine in the front. Okay, so, so you could have it, always called it a Ferrari it's, fighter. It's been competing against Ferraris in the, you know, motorsport world. I, I don't think very many people are considering, eh, do I buy a Corvette or do I buy a Ferrari? Absolutely not. It, it's a marketing change. That's do you think like, they're going to do it now? Maybe. They, they might with a mid-engine change. You could. But it's the price point thing, too. If you can afford to buy a Ferrari, well, why would you settle for a Corvette? Let's remember, the uh, ZR1 isn't a cheap option. It's still over 100 k It's cheap compared to a Ferrari. Mm, maybe not like... Well, a high-end Corvette know. maybe overlaps with a low-end Ferrari? Maybe? That's what we're talking about. Isn't... Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. We're not going to do yeah. the whole episode again. But I think the whole point, <laughs> the whole point of moving the, the engine to the middle is to make it compete with... Things of that nature, things like you know, you know, you always talk about you know what's a what's a boxer fighter, what's yeah, you know, yeah. It's always it's always a, a fighter of one kind or another. 
this means what are you going to try to market against it? And, you know, I think that's something that one of the reasons to move the engine to the middle is to market against it. I mean, when you look at things like the Ford GT, that is absolutely marketed against Ferraris. When you look at, you know, is is Chevy trying to get in on that game? That's the question. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see because we have seen it. We don't know anything about price point, performance numbers, etc., 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 but, you know, they might be trying to make that push. Who knows? But So I think then we just call them Ferrari fighters. Everyone. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. They're kind of the... If we kind of the if, big, if that's the official name instead of Corvette, I'm on board. <laughs> they're, kind of the, they're kind of the big the big, Chevy big Ferrari fish. fighter. Yeah, boo, boo. Now, boo you, boo Chevy for doing this. Who well, I have one other one. Who's else? Who, anyone else? I actually don't have anything this week. Do you have anything? Okay. I got. I don't know if it's neat car news. I just thought it was interesting to see. Um, in one driveway, I saw two brand new Civic Type R's. Sitting nose to tail. I mean, first of all, that's that's an impressive acquisition. Those are. I say, bear in mind, they probably had to go to Illinois and Minnesota to get them because I think this whole state only got one. Really? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. Well, probably <laughs> that it's, white one that everyone. Yeah, the white one. <laughs> well, the yeah. one. Well, the ones I saw were one was red and one was blue. So oh, they probably had to go out of state to get them. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> and I looked at, said, "Hmm, that's interesting." But those cars are still but ugly. And then I kept driving. <sighs> They're just too much. That's it, my problem. It is It is too much. I mean, as a technical accomplishment, it's fine. And then, you know, uh, in my head, I'm, I'm picturing the episode of the Grand Tour where James May is driving it, and he's like, oh, this is an amazing car. And then they never showed a chase cam of it because when you see the car from the back, you look like such an idiot driving that car no matter how young you are. Well, yes. And here's the thing that... that And I mentioned this, I believe, to you outside a gas station on the way to a racetrack when we saw another Honda. I think we saw an Accord sitting there. Mm -hmm. A Honda Accord, the new ones look really, really nice. Yeah, they do. The Civics, I mean, um, yeah, the regular regular Civics. Yes. Nice. Awesome. Honda has the ability to make really nice looking cars, and then what's supposed to be like their big, you know, clickbait car is just. Junk. That's often the case, though. It's, it's got to be silly. They tried too hard. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's. They just for, tried so hard. You know, they just overshot it. It's the same thing with with my current vehicle. Once you go to the STI, everything is over the top. Wait, hey, segue, segue alert. This is my <laughs> other pace pace note. I'm thinking we need to get someone into Subaru to tell them to settle down because <laughs> WRX. Yes, just knock I'm on the sorry. door. First of all, level one. Hey. Just settle down. Well, it's this. Here, here. Level one, Impreza. Okay. Sure. Level two, WRX. Sure. Level three, WRX STI. Uh-huh. Level four, WRX STI RA. Level five, newly announced, WRX STA. Uh, WRX STI RA R. Calm down the, or think of a second the name. The Subaru R- STI. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, calm down or think of a second name. There no more. No more of this. Oh, maybe it's the small one. <laughs> it's the compressed version. The dot rar. S-T-F dot rar. Get out. <laughs> we'll figure this out. No, uh, it's yeah, give slightly, me the computer, I'll figure this out. Uh, slightly faster. Something. You know, whatever it is. Um, and slightly more expensive. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. It's all iterations. Yeah. It's just... You don't want to be the guy right now who's like, hey, stop making 
fast cars, right? But at the same time, it's like, no. yeah, okay. Yeah, how many different levels? Like, couldn't they have just done that in two? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Tristan? Apparently not. Like, Apparently that's all I have to say like, about that. Like, make a really good one and then make an even better good one. And just be done with it. That's the thing. It's so hard to say stop, but also definitely stop. At least come up with a better name. Just a second name. Not even a better name. Just just one more. <laughs> uh, Although, I do like the Gray Edition ones. Have you seen those? No. I will, what is that? I Which one of these five is that? Yeah. It's just the STI, mm-hmm. um, but it's got a fancy appearance package on it. Sure. In this kind of like cloud gray. It's... It's really cool. <laughs> so they painted it gray and called it a special edition. It's like the most common color out there. Not this gray. It's a special one. For and for example, that's not new. One of my favorite GTIs ever, the Fahrenheit edition. Nothing was changed except it was painted orange. You can call it an edition based on color. That's okay. Probably you really can. color as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, actually, so while we're before we leave that topic, is your car? The Subaru WRX, or is it the Subaru Impreza WRX? It is the WRX. Okay. It is there? There's no longer Impreza. It was based on that architecture. Yeah. But they no longer iterate it with the Impreza. Gotcha. They've made it a separate model now. Okay. Hmm. So, yep. So that's it. That's it. You said you had knee card. You well, you had. Knee we just talked about yeah, it. Oh, um, yeah. One more quick out of throw in. We have for the first time ever a listener submitted knee car news. Ooh, Ooh, thank you, listener. Insert applause. Yeah, I'll that's listener, a note to myself later. A listener from a place <laughs> called Hawaii, which is in America, spotted barely a, <laughs> spotted a first generation first generation Nissan Skyline. Oh, which I'd never seen in person. He actually sent me a picture. He's like, "You got to talk about this," and it looked like it was in perfect condition it was actually you know it's pretty cool it looked very similar to an e30 3 series in person he said but um you know i thought actually looked really fantastic like a touch of this super retro flare even for the time it came out looked pretty sweet that's cool nice yeah that is that is i have also never seen a first edition skyline i don't Uh -uh. think i like hardly anybody has to be honest with you um so, it's just that, a rare find from a listener. Hawaii is yeah. just that much closer to Japan, that's all. Exactly. It's just easier for him to get it there. Yep. <laughs> that's all it is. Drive it right across the water. Yep. yep. I mean, as fast as that thing goes, it won't even sink. <laughs> Not a big deal. Nope. Yeah, send us some more of those. What, what do you yeah, see? Yeah, listener out there? submissions for neat car news. And send pictures, we'll post them. Yeah, if you absolutely. want us to say your name, tell us, hey, say my name. You know, include my name and information, whatever, or we'll just say a listener. Your name, yeah. your address, your phone number. We will not say any <laughs> your, of those your, your things. Your serial Nick, number. Stop scaring people. Your driver's license number. <laughs> your AOL instant messenger AOL. username. Your name and password. And password. <laughs> and the credit card number. Oh, boy. Thanks. If you, <laughs> all right, if you can handle so, all that, yeah. we'll, we'll post your picture. Yeah. Let's, let's get to it here. Let's get to it. Andrew wants to start us off with a question. I do. I was driving my car the other day. No, let's just start right with it. Do I drive a girl's car because when I'm driving around and see other people in Velocitors, they're always female, which is cool, whatever. But I never have thought of the Veloster as a girl's car, yet that seems to be the objective truth. So... I mean, is that a thing? Is that, like, known about... Is it a girl's, is it a girl's car? It's certainly not anything I know. I've only ever known two people who own them, and they're both men. That's interesting. So, 
Yeah, I've always... But that's my, my sample size is two. Right. So it's not meaningful, but I didn't certainly think that. I, I, I wouldn't think of the Veloster as a girl car mm-hmm. at first thought, especially the R, you know, the souped-up version. That's true. Um, so I would say no, but at the same time, thinking about it, I don't... It, it doesn't necessarily surprise me because... Um, there are there are girls out there who are car people. Oh, for sure. And who they look for different performance factors in cars and all those types of things. Also, there are girls out there who not all who sometimes you, you like are intimidated by larger horsepower numbers and those types of things. So a Veloster Type R, relatively you know comparatively speaking, less expensive, mm-hmm. less horsepower. It's front or all wheel front 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 wheel drive. But it's still a fun little car to rip around in, right? So Definitely. Given that, it's not surprising. But no, when I first would hear Veloster, I would not think girl's car. No. And I mean, I would say that's all, you know, we could delve into the, you know, decades and generations of social engineering um, behind, you know, having women feel like they need to drive certain types of cars. But sure. We're not a psychology show. We're also not a social commentary show for the most part. Um, so we're going to try to mostly avoid that. Um, but I think it is something that has... Although we did have a very nicely crafted letter to Bernie Ecclestone. We yeah, did. Definitely. We did. He needed a response. Um, he, that needed to be done. <laughs> How'd you like that picture, by the way? I, I googled Bernie Eccleston for that picture, and that was like the fourth one. <laughs> a real picture of Bernie Eccleston. By the way, please check out the blog. That photo is not... In any way, Photoshop. Not that is an actual photo of him. Great, <laughs> but which no, kind of illustrates our point. Yeah. But anyway, go I ahead. Mean, I mean, I think in general, although there are always exceptions to every rule, um, I think again, whether it's nature or nurture, women tend to care about the way things look. We're car people, so we we appreciate you know you know the design and the aesthetic of vehicles, but. A lot of people don't, be it, you know, men, you know, of, you know, men or women or whoever. A lot of people don't, but I think there's more of a trend to that among women. I mean, look at the way I dress versus the way my girlfriend dresses. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, there. there is more of a, how will I look driving this? And the Veloster is something, you you look pretty cool driving. Um, you know, like me, we'll get to this. People think you're way cooler until you get out of that car. We'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get yeah, to my, no, that's we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get to my stereotype later, but I would not have bought my car if I care about the way people look, think I <laughs> look driving around in my car because I look like a dummy, but that's fine. <laughs> it's funny you should say that actually. I was, I had the exact same thought and it's actually, I have a, I have a name for this theory. It's the cologne theory because every guy goes cologne shopping thinking, that they know what smell will attract Actually, women. But, that's yeah. Or, yeah, but, or then men, they, but they go shopping alone. Exactly, and that's the problem. Because yeah. uh, like when, for, uh, when I went with my wife last time, she picked something totally different. She's like, no, no, no. This is a way more attractive scent. And I was like, uh, not to me. And she's like, of course not, you idiot. That's not the point. It's, it's not for you. <laughs> and I was like, it was like a light bulb moment for me. I was like, uh, uh, Wow. Like, you know, like that thing where, like, every high school locker room smells like Adidas Sport? Yep. Don't wear that shit. It's not what it's it's for. Yeah. And I think it's something that, you know, there is among, I would say, the majority of women, especially, an emphasis on how the car looks. I would say most of the driving population 
doesn't care about how it drives, men or women. That's not a distinction that I tend to make. I think by choosing the cars that, that we choose and actually going through a process of choosing them, we're different than 95% of car buying Americans. I was just going to say, you, you, know, you have to really you know. be a car person, a gearhead to care about how it drives. Yeah. 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 I mean, and there's, there's always people like... And I then mean, there's like, the rest of the population. Well, does it have car play and does it look nice? Which was important when I bought my car. But anyway. <laughs> also true. Um, the, uh, and then like, there's, there's my great-grandmother and her, like, two-speed Buick Skylark <laughs> that she bought. Again, there's always exceptions because she bought it. I don't think she bought it for how it looked. She bought it because it had, quote, pep. pep. Because it had a two-speed <laughs> transmission and a Wildcat engine in the front. And it would rip away from stoplights. Sure. And she loved that because that's who she was. But I think if you were to look on average who cares about aesthetics versus who cares about mechanics, you're, you know, and we're not talking about you know the people who fix cars here, talking about how things work versus how they look, eh, I would say probably women are going to be more aesthetic than men. At least they put it into their decision more. They will also care about features and how it drives and everything. But for the Veloster, it's like, okay, you could get the Veloster or you could get the um, Forte 5-door. Yeah. Or the Elantra GT. Right. You know, they're all similar platform. But I would say, given all those options, given that they drive similar, you're going to draw someone who is an aesthete to the Veloster versus the other two. So that's like it's that I'm trying not to be wildly sexist here, but for someone who has an eye for thing how the way things look, mm -hmm. which in my life is more often the women than the men in my life, um, <laughs> they're going to be drawn to something like the Veloster versus the other two. So I think you'll see a higher percentage there. But that's after I tear it down and look at it. Right. My gut reaction was not like, yep, women's car. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree, and I never thought of it, it either. It makes sense in retrospect. But then, yeah, when you, when you think about it, but then your new car, Tristan, is literally the exact opposite. It is the opposite. opposite. Yep. Yes. Because whether or not you, dear listener, know the kind of person who drives a WRX, you innately know the kind of person who drives a WRX. Yes. <laughs> if you know what it is. Oh, that's if, true. If you yeah, know if what you know those three letters are, then you know who drives them, and it's not me. No, <laughs> no. WRXs, um, gosh. Flat, flat brim caps. Flat brim caps. E-cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Vape Nash is big in the yeah, WRX. Jordans. Lots of, lots of Jordans. Not like the super cool ones, just like... The ones you get at, like... Like... Uh, Journeys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like the Journeys ones. Um, Pants stuffed inside the tongue, though. Well, yeah. The tongue's gotta be hanging out. Because they get the fat tongue in there. Yeah, the yeah, fat, yeah. Behind. Totally. Yeah. Um, skateboards, sometimes. Sometimes. 65%. Sometimes. They're the kind of people who... Are... <laughs> 65%. <laughs> 65%. Statistically. Why'd you look that shit up somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> the kind of people who refer to stickers on their car as my car tattoos. Yeah, or, That's... <laughs> or, or they insist on using the word decal. Decal Ooh. versus my car. Mine's got stickers on it. I don't care what you call it. I've got <laughs> what five? Five. I've got five stickers on my car already because I do that to the ones that I actually care about. Every um, single one wants to be Ken Block. Yes. Yes. The uh, founder of DC Shoes, who is a rally car driver. That's what every single person who buys a WRX. Now he's a YouTube star. Right. Face it. <laughs> well, oh wait, actually, Ooh. are we doing this wrong? Are we? Is there a difference between the people who buy the WRX and the people who buy the STI? Yes, but I think it's a difference 
in magnitude. <laughs> Explain think, yourself. If you think of car stereotypes as a vector, <laughs> vectors have direction and magnitude. People who drive a WRX oh, and Lord. people who drive an STI are headed in the same direction. People in an STI are just going faster. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I think that's genius. I think it is very similar people, at least similar tastes, but then there's a sliding scale. There's me. There's WRX owner. You don't belong on that scale, by the way. I'm saying I'm at the very end. Outlier. I'm at the You're very an outlier. I'm at, well, I'm at the very end because I, I do think there is one other guy who is literally like seven cubes away from me at work. Mm-hmm. Very similar. About about 30 years old, entering an office situation for the first time, making a little bit more money than he used to. He bought a WRX, just a regular WRX. Very similar situation. Um, so I don't think I'm that much of an outlier. Um, mm. And then, so, there, so there's people like me. Buy them, mostly unmodified, keep them that way forever. And there's people who buy them and then immediately stick the off-malign rally armors on them mm. Mm. and get the full kit from Cobb with the cat back, the intake, stage three, cool all this intake, stuff, bro. right? <laughs> um and then immediately crash the shit right yeah yep and then there's people who just skip all that and just buy the sti and then there's people who modify stis and at that point it's kind of like um what are you doing and it's it's all a sliding scale on the same continuum i don't know if you've you probably i go to work a little bit earlier than you so i see this guy on my commute all the time did you see him just lunch pale you, by the way? No, no. I, I show up way before. That's right. I go home usually way after, so. <laughs> not anymore. Not I know. Yeah. I also choose to not <laughs> die at work. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. But, um, no, when I'm driving in, I would say twice a week I see the same WRX STI hatchback. So not brand, brand new, but it's white he put the gold, like, million-spoke rims on it. Okay, I already know the car. Big <laughs> muffler on the back. He's got decals running up both sides of the rear window. In car quotes, test, bro. In quotes. Across the back, all the way across the back windshield, there is a one large decal that says... It's hashtag we run this, but the we, the, it's W-I for Wisconsin. Uh-huh. So he's obviously a member of some club or something like that. Absolutely. Like, that is the opposite end of this Tristan spectrum that yes. we're talking about here. Yes. It's interesting that you point out that actually maybe you aren't that different. Because I'm, I'm beginning to suspect that you might be right about that. Now that you've said it and we kind of air it out a little bit. Now, com- compared to a lot of air out, op- hanging out to dry a little compared bit, right? to a lot of other options out there that fall into category that has this, these two words, sports sedan. The WRX is a tractor. Yeah, I mean it's rough, it's loud, the interior is unrefined, but it does the base WRX falls, like kind of car. falls into the same category as people who buy, you know, kind of taking the vector and going the other way, you know, 180 degrees opposed, that's when you're buying base-level German cars. When mm-hmm. you're buying, I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's like when you care about your daily driving experience, but you're not going to buy, a, like, a sports car. Right. You know, when you're looking at, and that's on that, and that's on the, you know, 
BRZ to 911 axis. Wow. You know? Wow. <laughs> so, we're getting geometry, wow. boys. We're getting, we're getting deep up in this. this you know, we don't so, have that many listeners as it is. I know. I <laughs> know. Just talk about vectors and axes <laughs> and like three of the six have just dropped off. <laughs> Listen, confirmed. Yes. Stereotype confirmed. Stereotype is absolutely confirmed for the WRX, the WRX to modified STI continuum. It's, yep, it's, it's there. They so, some good work. And, on, and only, only exclusively people like 35 and younger. Yeah, it's not a midlife crisis car. It's I, really not. Yeah, I don't see anybody mm-hmm. older driving them unless they are already older at WRXs. Exactly. I do see people who are older than that who have never let them go. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. keeper cars. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Here's one that I think is going to be really tough. This is going to be super tough. Who the hell drives a Colorado? <laughs> um, so it's a bunch of uh, podcast hosts who let their <laughs> listeners decide yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's going to buy them. That was random select for all of them. I mean, I don't think... I, I, I really... I can't think of a, a, a stereotype. I've seen younger people. I've seen older people. I guess if we have to lean one way or the other, I haven't seen a whole lot of women driving Colorados. Um, I haven't, know, personally. But I don't know, and again, demographics, whatever. Business I don't know owners that, for fleet vehicles? But I don't know that a lot of female know. drivers would choose a pickup, especially a smaller one. Which is weird, because you talk to a lot of, you, you talk to some women, and they like they prefer, I guess, in their dates, trucks over cars. But yet they, that don't, is true. they don't drive one themselves. Yeah, yeah. expectations. But that's kind of off topic. But that's just an observation I have. I definitely, again, it's all. There's always exceptions to these rules. You definitely see women driving trucks. Oh yeah. But 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 I would say again, looking at just pure normalized numbers, you know, mostly men are driving them. And maybe it's people. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not a demographic subset. Maybe it's a subset of people who just have stuff to do. (laughs) <laughs> Could very well Towing be. trailers, whatever else. Well, here's what I wanted to point out. It's weird that the Colorado hasn't immediately attracted a certain type of person because when you think of the S10, you think of the old small Chevy truck, that one had multiple different stereotypes about the truck. Yeah. Because they had, you know, maybe it's like one of those things where the Colorado's too new. Or it doesn't have it hasn't made tenure yet. But yeah, I mean the S10 was like the boy racer truck, and then it was the uh, truck you buy when you're too cheap to buy a real truck, and then you know it was like there was there was so many different things that the S10 was, and the Ranger too. You know back when the back high school Ranger. kid's first truck was oh, the S10. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. First first driver for the high school kid was uh-huh. an S10. Absolutely. And the Colorado doesn't yet have an identity like that, or maybe it's now. Uh, the old one does. The, the old, old one. Camera? The old one is definitely tradespeople. You mean when they brought it back briefly in the like mid two thousands? Yeah, when it was like the like 03, 04, the five cylinder one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. The Ooh. five, like the squared off five cylinder one, two wheel drive. I forgot about that. White. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a tradesman mobile for sure. I've seen. Yeah, that's the that's the carpenters. I've, I've seen that's with, the electricians. Yeah, everything that's from electricians, the... carpenters. I saw one modified to have one of those big glass plate glass carriers on sure. it. Sure. Like 
Oh, yep. So the definitely the old one. There was a solid tradesman model that found a distinct loving. But is, it, is is that is that a good look on GM though that they've developed a car that could appeal to a lot of different people and it almost defies a stereotype? Possibly. Or it, or it could be. Well, how long I mean, has the newest version of the Colorado been out now? Four, five years already? Could it be? Well, mine's a fifteen, so that's already, already three, three and a half, three plus years I old. I say maybe it came in. Th- Thirteen or fourteen? Yeah. yeah. Well, what I'd be curious to see is if that means that it's kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. Whether you're appealing to a broad audience, so you're selling a bunch of them, or you're not appealing att- to anybody, or you're not attracting <laughs> a certain subset. Like, for example, I think when you look at efficiency, overall size, and then capability with the Colorado, you're not looking at something that is dramatically more efficient or costs less or whatever else than like a base f-150 and then you've got a slightly larger truck higher towing capacity things like that are they are, are they are they pushing the boundary too close is it too close to a full-size truck you know, th- you know things no like that idea. i'd be curious to, to look into that kind of thing is have we not been able to define it because it's everything and is that a good thing or a bad thing I, I, I mean, I see a lot of them on the road. Definitely. So, yeah. so, Definitely. They're, so they're, many. Especially since I bought mine. I'm looking so around like, like hey, man, you too. Yeah. <laughs> well, and but, that, um, and that like, is the well-documented Grand Theft Auto effect. That's right. absolutely true. <laughs> when you see a car, you only see that car. Yeah, once you buy it, once you're driving it, everybody else is too. <laughs> um, so I think it's, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, if, if it, you see a lot of them all over the place, it means it's appealing to... You know, the masses. And that's my instinct is because of, especially because of how much time and effort Chevy's put into it, too. They, all the different packages, all the crazy accessory options for it, like, all that stuff. It started off relatively like, oh, is this going to work? And they kind of like put it, <laughs> they kind of like put it on the market quietly. It was like, hey, look, let me call And then, <laughs> and then like once people were like, you know, once, once they kind of sold a bunch of them, they're like, oh yeah. And now you've got all the various Z packages mm-hmm. and the bespoke accessory stuff on the back to hold kayaks and whatever else oh, yeah. and like you know they've they've turned it into you know something you can build a car ecosystem around so my thought is it's a good thing but i just i just wondered well and then for anyone who other, like so someone who might buy the bespoke with the kayak and the zr2 off-road package that might have been someone who was disenchanted with nissan for discontinuing the xterra or something sure, like yeah. that like, so now these different packages the, the the individual packages might attract a subset. Yep. Yeah. But, but a grand scheme of things, it's still a Chevy Colorado. Use it as a blank canvas more than anything else. Yep. So overall, for our own cars, we have probably mostly women. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Definitely confirmed. Don't point at yourself and say anything other than. Oh, so I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying confirmed. <laughs> You know, flat brim hat wearing vaping <laughs> bros of twenty five years or younger. I'm gonna get you a flat brim hat. We're gonna see. I I've got plenty. I look. <laughs> I can let you borrow flat one. brim hats, by the way. Do they make them that fit around that big old? That's why. Big old noggin. They do, big but they look like you're wearing like a cafeteria tray. <laughs> <laughs> it is the worst. Nice. <laughs> Unbearable. And yeah, with mine, we really we don't know. We, yeah. we got no idea. So if so, anyone else has any suggestions about like. Colorado yeah, what's, subset or stereotype. Yeah, who do you think? Write us in. Inbox at checkenginepodcast.com or the socials. 
Um, so what other ones, what other like low hanging fruit can we pick out here for like quick stereotypes? I mean, the lowest hanging fruit as ever is the RAV4. Really? I think so. Don't you think so? Here's a, here's Does this look like a face of somebody who thinks so? Yeah, because here's what, here's, yeah. what I, here's, here's what I think. Of course it does. Here's what I think when I think RAV4 owners. Um, when I was in high school, I uh, knew someone's parents who were buying a RAV4. Or so they thought. They went to the dealership and they're like, oh yes, this is our upgrade. They're getting rid of the family van. The kids are going to college. They're going to upgrade to the RAV4. It's going to be really exciting. Except they came in and they were absolutely dead-ass certain that they were buying a RAV6 because they got the V6 RAV4. So to me, the RAV4 has always been a somewhat aspirational vehicle for people who have no idea what they're talking about when they're talking about cars. I guess that's fair. No? I, I may, uh, The problem with the RAV4 is... I think maybe it's not necessarily a problem with your description because, as we've discussed before, this is not a slam on the population. Cars have absolutely become commoditized. It's something that everybody needs, everybody buys. We get it. It's fine. Yeah. We're a car podcast. We tend to think more about cars than most people do. Mm-hmm. If you don't think about your car, okay. I drive past hundreds of people who don't think about their car every day. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Drive RAV4s. Right. But, and I think that's what I'm thinking <laughs> is that maybe your description of people that way, I was like, no, it, it can't be just one thing because so many people buy them. Maybe there's just that many people who don't know about cars. That's my opinion. Again, coming from even when I wasn't into cars, my dad and my mom both were. So I, didn't, I, didn't, I never lived in a world where people didn't care about cars. So to me... I, I always think that there can't be that many people who don't think about their cars, but I'm having a moment right now. How many, so how many people... He's having a moment on air. How it's many the best-selling pe- car in the country. It don't, is. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. So if your stereotype is true, I don't want to drive home. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about what's out there now. Thanks. What do you think? I, I don't think it's, it's it's as much about the not know what you're talking about. I think it's the, the more of lack of really caring about the vehicle like so family we have a kid or two we need to put a car seat in it it's affordable it gets good gas mileage it runs forever it'll get us from a to b great we're gonna get a rav4 like that's the thought process i don't think it's that people who like don't know what they're talking about and think they're getting something else i think it's just people who don't necessarily care as much about cars and just need something affordable reliable a to b you know, from this point to that point and be done which, with it. Which we often sound like angry young people from the feedback that I've gotten on this podcast. Well, that's, that's not new, by the way. Like, just because they're all buying RAV4s now, you know, people, you know, they would buy, you know, whatever basic off-the-line Ford, Chevy, Dodge, whatever. Not even that. They were all know. buying Toyota Camrys 10 years ago. Right, 10 years ago, I was talking about, like, even, like, in the 50s and 60s, there are people who didn't care about their car buying decision. For sure. Right. Um, so that's not a new thing. But I think that it becomes very visible to us in certain cars that are new. Because we know about these cars. Um, but I think it's something that, yeah, maybe... maybe we, should ask, we should ask our parents, like, what were the car for people who didn't care about cars when they were growing what up? What did people just buy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of... I was trying to think of a witty answer. I have nothing... 
I don't know anything about old cars. I cars smell another guest blog coming. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But have but, your dad write it. <laughs> there you go. But there's another. There's another. Writing example. is not my dad's strong suit. Love <laughs> you, dad. <laughs> if you want, you can dictate, and I'll write it. <laughs> give me notes. Give me an outline. Yeah, just give me an outline. I'll do fill an, it up. Do an interview. But here's yeah, let's thing. bring him in for an interview. About anyway. the Rav Four specifically, my dad drives a Rav Four, and he bought it because he just wanted something that he thought was really reliable and had some. And, you know, had some whatever and just, yeah. But Just like I just said. But it's not that reliable. <laughs> Surprise! Listen, Dad, you didn't even listen to this. You're like, why do you do a podcast? Whatever. Uh, he, he just bought, and he said, oh, RAV4 is, thick. everyone likes RAV4. So it's a real good car. Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever. It's whatever. I think that's the stereotype for a RAV4 driver. It's whatever. It's whatever. It's it's a car for people who just buy cars. Mm -hmm. I think I have a lower hanging fruit than even that one. Okay, let's go. That required some explanation. I guess. Are there any that require no explanation? I I think like like my car. I I was just going to say, I think that's... Tristan knows... I really thought that was so easy. So, Tristan, you talked about you bought a WRX. I, I did. What's the company that makes the WRX? Fuji Heavy Industries. God damn you. Uh, there's subsidi- there's you subsidi- just, there's subsidiary. to be real about this shit. <laughs> subsidiary Subaru. When you went to pick up your Subaru, did you go to a dealership or to the parking lot of an REI? <laughs> well, I drove past REI to get there. <laughs> and you thought about stopping, didn't Mine, you? Mine, <laughs> both of my Subarus have spent, already, my WRX has spent time in the parking lot of a Darwin Are you serious? You just got through the break-in period. <laughs> yeah. um, so See? Subaru's natural habitat, once they migrate from the lot, um, their summer home, or their winter they home. They incubate at the dealership. They, they, they incubate at the dealership, they emerge, and then they migrate directly to the feeding grounds of the closest REI. <laughs> it's, like, it's that true. one doesn't need any explanation. No. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, does anybody have any counterpoint to that? Even the WRX is the sports sedan for people who put bicycles on the top of yep. it. Every every Subaru like, owner. I've never seen so many outdoor accessories for a nominal sports car. Like, it has every every yeah. possible adapter for every possible rack. It's ridiculous. I was looking at the accessory catalog and I'm like, wow. <laughs> they actually still like print up a catalog and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it wow. has little knockouts on the roof to put the built-in roof rack on it. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. For an REI parking lot, the car must found in the REI parking lot. Subaru, absolutely. Now, we discussed this actually on the, the show that never was. What would have been a close second, and is still the grand dam of the REI parking lot, is the Honda Element. <laughs> That's right. Tristan's favorite car. Shut Honda up. Element. It is, God, I hate you. I think of you every time I see one. I don't know why. I've never owned one. I've never wanted one. It's your favorite car. <sighs> it's an aspirational car. It's not. It's not. <laughs> oh, that's the car I would design for you. But actually, we can go back to Subaru for a minute. We need to give credit where credit's due to the LGBTQIA community. Before Subarus were the lot darlings of every REI, the Forester and the Outback, this trend of SUVs was started by lesbians. Let's be clear. <laughs> that was always the joke about the Outback, that it was a lesbian car. Does anyone else? Do you not no, know that? I don't know. What I <laughs> do not know what you're talking about. Really? I'm the only no one? Idea. The listeners know. That was the joke, in the, that was the joke in the regular car reviews one about the Outback, too. Really? Nothing? No. 
I have no. Nope. <sighs> Come on. Oh, we're leaving you hanging. Fine. No. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. For me, it was always the old hippie car. Because mm-hmm. my high school environmental same. science teacher drove one. Yeah, same. She was not a lesbian. <laughs> ah, you're so wrong about this. <sighs> All right. Mr. Honda Element over there. Shut up. Shut Here's, up. Okay. We want to talk low hanging fruit. Yeah. There's no sweeter plum than this. <laughs> what is, we all know, what is always the answer? Mazda Miata. Every Mazda Miata owner goes to track days, right? You Every know what? Mazda Miata. No, you know what? I'm going to refute this one. You are? Because I think there is not one stereotype, but two. Two stereotypes for the Mazda Miata. Yes. So either or or both? Either or. Okay. Um, I think there is one. The I think it's, it's, it's I think it's important to specify. Is it new or is it used? Mm. Because the used Mazda Miata owner goes to track days. Bro. And they're all similar to people who drive the WRX, but <laughs> but but more serious. Oh, they're oh they're they're um, they take it all very seriously. Yes, um, yes they do. And. They're always old, they're always modified, and mm-hmm. they always go to track days. Now, the other side of that coin, who they are buying these used Miatas from <laughs> are the people who are originally purchasing them, which are all 50-plus-year-old men. Yes. Yes! Yeah? Really? Yep. Your previous neighbor, Don Walkner, rest in peace, drove a... <laughs> Why do you know his neighbor's name? Because he used to be my neighbor. He used to live right across the street from me. In that white and blue house right across the street. And then he moved down the street from you, like three houses. Shout out to Dom. I, I, I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you've been to his house. So. Oh, my God. Anyway, remember the, the people with the pool across the street from my old house? <laughs> so awkward. Across from your old house yeah. and old tower? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Nick's been abducted. I don't feel safe anymore. Who is this man? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Anyway, so he was my neighbor directly across the street, um, and he was your neighbor down the street, two or three houses, and he he had a bright red Mazda Miata. Pop-up headlights and the whole... Um, I think it was post-pop-up headlights. Ooh, ah, boo. Um, but uh, the, uh, with the optional hardtop, and he was part of a Mazda Miata owner's club. Owner's clubs! And, are, and mm. they, all they would do is drive. They would go places and they'd go out for a drive. Oh, old people cool, old bro. people taking their convertible sports cars out for a drive. That's the other... That doesn't sound like a bad way to spend an afternoon, no, to be honest no. with you. We've already talked about it. We don't own convertibles, but you and my dad and I, once he can get the top down, he'll have a convertible. Yeah, um, we're, you know, we're going we're to go out for a drive just, just try, because... Just try to tip it over. It'll spring load out. Yeah, boom. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know... So it's something that I think there are the older people who are buying them new are people who like to go driving. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, honestly, I think it's like us in 20 years. And our, that, yeah. Well, you also have to be quite petite. Don was not a petite man. Was he, he was, taller than the car as he was sitting in it? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, oh. he, you know, he was, he was not overly tall, but he was a significant man. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh. Nick, I, feel, I feel really bad because I have no you idea. Don, don't you, Nick? I have <laughs> Nick, no idea. Nick would, Nick would not fit in a Miata. No. You, but I would. Actually, we tried that at the short. auto show. You looked hilarious. Yeah. Because Your I'm whole short. whole head. <laughs> it was above the windscreen. 
<laughs> have to wear one of those leather helmets and goggles. <laughs> so actually, maybe that's one for the Miata too. Everyone who owns a Miata is short. Yeah. Under six foot? Probably. Easy. Yeah. Because I, my head's over the top. Yep. I fit in it. Yeah. Surprise. There you go. <laughs> All right. So we have a couple then. Miata confirmed track day, bro. Yes. Confirmed, um, not midlife crisis. What happens after midlife? Retirement money? Retirement money. I think it's when you have the time and the money to just go out and drive. Yeah. So. Going out for a drive with the wife. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He'd take his wife. And later, when she passed away, his daughter's out for drives. That was Don. You remember Don, Nick? I, I still don't remember <laughs> Don. That's just a, I'm having a lot of issues this episode with my mind being repeatedly blown. All right, anyway. so we, do we have lower hanging fruit than the Miata? Yes. No, you don't. Yes. What is it? The BMW 3 Series. Mm. Uh, mm. Middle management. Yep. The car of middle See, management. See, I didn't even have to say it. You knew already. <laughs> Officially. <laughs> that fruit was so... It was on the ground. <laughs> Just a rotted we stepped on it. Yeah. We stepped yeah. on it already. Everyone who drives a BMW 3 Series uh, is in middle management, and they probably just got there. Yeah, yeah. that's the gift to themselves. Gift to themselves and their status symbol so they can get the coffee mug and the polo shirt to impress their boss. Bluetooth. And then, well, not anymore. Uh, Not so much anymore. That's kind of gone out, except... AirPods. (laughs) There's the new one. Boat shoes. Boat shoes. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Leathern driving gloves. Do they still do that? Uh, Well, uh, why am I asking? They go to the track. Then they start going to... Probably BMW branded on the wrist. Well, exactly. Then they start going to Road America. Do they even make any other type of gloves? (laughs) Not for BMW owners. Exactly. I will say, when my brother and I went to BMW events, he was looking at the X1 when it came out. Um, you had an option of the piece of swag that you would like if you drove oh my. so many. You could get the coffee mug, you could get the hot coffee cup, or the polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so yes, I think... I didn't, didn't come with the sweater right around the neck, though? No, no, Pretty that's tired. extra. It actually doesn't even come extra. apart. It's actually sewn together around your neck. Um, so... So yes, I think the BMW 3 Series for freshly minted middle management, aspiring to upper management, VP status. That's when you start getting the M's. Yep. Golf, golf or club, the five series. Golf club membership yet? Or is that that's no. upper management? That's no. upper that's, management. That's, that's the sixth series. Right. So however, you you do fit in when you're invited to golf with the VPs. Boom. Your golf clubs fit in the back, and you fit right in. That's no it. Problem. That's the one. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good space to be in, though. Oh, for sure. You can't hate that. It's like status. I do hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That fits fits in the same category as like C Class Mercedes. Well, that was always the similar. That was always the thing on Top Gear the Audi versus the. Yeah. Yeah, A4, 3 Series, C Class Mercedes. But for some reason, it always seems that people buy more. It's always a BMW. Always. The ultimate business machine. I, UBM. Stop. Uh, <laughs> that look I just gave you, I felt it in my chest. I felt it <laughs> searing my skin slightly. <laughs> so here's what you got. Do you got one? I got, I got, I got one. I, it might be the same one. Go so. ahead. You go. I got a bunch. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, this, is also, I'm, this is also a pretty low-hanging fruit. So I'm going to say two words. And you guys say the first thing that comes to your head. Ready? Uh-huh. Unsexiest car. Pontiac Aztec. I have, I have too many. I literally just had an overload there. 
chip. The broker, the breaker flipped. I can see. Yeah, <laughs> I had too many. I have too many thoughts on that. Oh, okay. I, I thought that was way easy, just a PT Cruiser. Oh, yeah, it's true. A PT Cruiser. I guess that is Aztec is up there. The unsexiest. That's Aztec is ugly. Right. PT Cruiser is simply unsexy. But at this point, I think a Prius might be close second. But I'm just PT trying, Cruiser. I'm just trying to think of who drives those because for a while the PT Cruiser was the official car of florists. <laughs> I was gonna say florists and youngest children, and the parents were just kind of ready to get them out of the house, so they just gave them a PT Nick's Cruiser. dying about florists. <laughs> And it was the panel van version Jesus. without any windows in the back. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that that was the first thought that comes to you. Such weird. a random ass word. It is weird. I just have visions of one. I think it was the one from the Florist and Dousman with the giant FTD logo on the side. Uh, you're yes. Dead. Yeah. I've seen that one. See, Nick's seen that, but not Don Walker. It was that Don's <laughs> company. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if anyone who knows Don Walkner is listening to this. Uh, he was he was a good family friend. That's why I talk about him. And he's very interesting. He drove Road America with Augie Pabst for fun. Like, he was a cool guy. So. It sounds like somebody I want to know. Yeah. Should have known him, man. Right, he was your neighbor. God, this episode is off the rails so far. It's fun, though. <laughs> it's so it's much fun. fun. Okay. Ugliest Don't car. delete this one, okay? Okay, you got it, guys. The ugliest car, I mean, yes, but there's no one, there's no family around the PT Cruiser. Is there? There's no, like, the all these people. Nobody bought them. Well, yeah. <laughs> but even now, I, I think that they were rental Florist cars for a while. Florist. Florist. <laughs> the occasional baker. Uh, <laughs> there was no, like, unifying, it's not like the... Wait, are you saying that the people who bought the PT Cruiser were all unsexy? No, the car. <laughs> yeah, just unsexy. Yeah, that is true. Absolutely. I about mean, that and car. then, well, I mean, have you ever have you met a sexy florist? No, but <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, okay, well, here's here's one that we can all talk about because this is one that I didn't associate with, but I think has been brought back into popular culture as being associated with it. So the Camaro. Jeremy Clarkson's thing is all Camaros are driven by murderers. I didn't know that was true, but apparently that's what he always said about it. Remember, you know, they came to America, it's a murderer's car, blah, 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 blah. I've always seen the Camaro owner as the guy who got to retirement, didn't buy the Miata because he was too fat, and couldn't afford a Corvette. <laughs> is that unkind? It's also a very weird stereotype. stereotype. <laughs> it's so, very, very specific. So the guy, like, if it takes a paragraph to describe it's not a, a person, it's not really You're clearly stereotype. talking about someone. Who, Listen, no. Who like, which one person who did you see driving a Who are you? That's the illustrated backstory. But the, everyone who drives a Camaro, and I talked about in my blog post, is chubby. They wear suspenders. They have a beard. And they have some stupid story. That. Some of us drive WRXs. Okay. They have some stupid story about their Camaro, and it's just that's those are the classic Camaros that you see at car shows. And the new ones, though, it's the new ones too. No, it's all Camaros. No, who's driving the new ones then? Not those people. You don't know. I know. I can't. I can't tell who drives a new Camaro. The windows are too small <laughs> and too, too tinted. Often, yes. Really? No, no one's with me on that. No, that one I'm not bought in on. I gotta mm. say. So you don't think they're murderers' cars? I don't know. 
I don't even know where that came from. Just Jeremy Clarkson, I guess. Yeah. No. Uh, you don't think they're all I think a murderer's car is like the late 80s to mid 90s like GMC panel van. Oh, that's obviously the... Well, let's just talk about that then. That's the confirmed murderer's car. <laughs> yeah. That's a criminal. But it has to have like, of all kinds. But yeah. it has to have like one rim missing and like the mufflers hanging precariously they off the back. They actually only came with three rims. Did you not know that? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, we're talking about hubcaps, right? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, hubcaps. Only came with, only only came with, with three rims. That's a feature. It's hard to drive around that way. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, the, the white, well, it doesn't even have to be white. You know, some are maroon, whatever. The, the panel, the windowless well, panel. Maroon band. with the faded hood. Obviously. Mm. A different color hood or a different colored door. Yep. Yes. Yep, that's where you die. Beware. Public service announcement. I was going to say, is this all from some Stranger Danger video all three of us saw as a child? Is that where it this started? It has to have been. There, there's some shared trauma here. <laughs> it's got every be. time I see one. And, you know, when I lived in Lincoln, the ice cream trucks were all <laughs> windowless panel vans. Oh, God. And no one saw anything wrong with it. No one That's like, how they lure you in, bro. <laughs> but, like, legitimately, it's like, if you go get ice cream from that van, you will die. You're not coming back. Well, at least you have, like, cookie dough beforehand. And no one else thought the same thing. <laughs> they were in danger. I'm sensing a common theme that no one else thinks the same thing as Andrew. I mean, that's been a problem my whole life. <laughs> that's not new. That's not new. He's used to that by so, now. So, coming up on an hour's broadcast time. Oh, good. The question that I would like to ask. Mm-hmm. Mm. It may frankly invalidate the whole show. Great. I like that. Does it matter? Yes and no. Do any of these stereotypes matter? No. I would actually say yes to some, because, for example, when you look at the PT Cruiser, that's the unsexiest car not only because it looked ugly, because it actually was a garbage car. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Also, the ergonomics in that car didn't happen. No. Nothing Nothing moved. There weren't any of those. There were no... The, the turning radius was... Any of those ergonomics. <laughs> there weren't any. No, there weren't. I mean, it actually was a bad car, and it was extremely ugly. So that one, it does matter. And I think you have to be willing to accept a certain level of, you have to be willing to marry into essentially the type of stereotypes that your car has in certain cases. So WRX, you already know, and BMW 3 Series, you already already know know the other people. And that's like a whole culture, that's a whole world built around the concept of the 3 Series as the middle management car. But the thing is, do those people who are do all the people who are driving those cars actually buy into that? Right, that's the question, like, from, too. Is, from the outside, it's obvious, but when you're in it, is it obvious? I mean, just like, as you mentioned, as you marry into a family, do you have to embrace everything that that family does? No, sometimes you're subjected to it. But you're going to be associated with it as, right. a, as a fellow uh, family member. Right. Now, but but again, that is entirely external. You're True. You're the king of who cares that's true i mean but. you know i mean you know i could tell you hey i think you drive a girl's car and you'd be like yeah so what like i probably do yeah and it's you know so so that's i think we are to to bring to bring these fine folks up again i think we are a strong proponent strong enough that we're looking for merch please help us um of you know the mosing motor cars drive yourself happy yeah that's exactly where I was going to go with this. And that's why I think none of it matters. I think you have to know that people may think something about you. 
But that's only if they don't meet you. And they don't talk to you. And all that matters is how you feel in the driver's seat. That's my hypothesis. <laughs> I'm just holding back laughter because I can't relate. Because when I talk to people who, uh, you know, they, I want to talk to the guy who's wearing the BMW polo mug, sunglasses, whatever, whatever. Even if I happen to like the guy, I'm still going to think he's a... But he's chosen to buy in. So, for example, here's here's an excellent story. I was getting gas at the Quick Trip. Great story. In my car. WRX. Oh, gas car. in your car. Right. My okay. Well, I could also have gotten gas in the motorcycle. Or in his old car. He doesn't have that one. Right. No, no, no. So, so I'm at the gas station getting gas in my WRX. I go inside to pay because I've been told to pick up bananas. <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm, I'm finishing my transaction at the, at the counter. Gas and bananas. And just super dude bro. Walks in and goes, oh, yeah, you guys see that sexy beast out there? To his friends that were in the store already. This did not happen. It did. It did. Absolutely did. So he goes, do you guys see that sexy beast out there? And I was like, I'm thinking, like, what are they talking about? It's like, are they jokingly talking about, like, one of their friends showed up or uh-huh. whatever? Like, uh-huh. whatever. Um, and the guy, the, one of the other guys across the store goes, yeah, that's silver WRX. I don't see very many of them in silver. That's, it's, it's really cool. And then, and I was like, and the funny thing is, they don't know I drive this. <laughs> because I'm in my work attire. I'm mm-hmm. in khakis and a polo. I look like a BMW driver. <laughs> you, you look like Jake from State Farm. I, I do. Like. I do. Um, they never expected. So I could not help myself. I turn around and I go, hey, I'm glad you guys like it. Walk out, get in it, and drive away. I have never seen three more crestfallen dude bros. <laughs> Because that was not who they wanted to be driving that car. You think? Yeah. Yep. Interesting. I, I think that, you know, yes, you can be associated with it if you're bought in. Like, that guy who was wearing the BMW polo and the coffee mug and the shoes and the driving gloves and the sunglasses and the BMW branded Bluetooth earpiece. By the way, this is an a- he's describing an actual thing. People that we've seen across the country now and even in Canada at have, actual races. Have this, done is, this is yeah. legitimate. So people like that, they're bought in. What you don't see or what you can't tell is that guy in Quick Trip who just got gas in his BMW that's, you know, wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't necessarily associate those two. So you may think, hey, there's somebody like this BMW stereotype driving this car. There isn't. And if you were to see him get into that car, you'd be like, well, you know, your opinion would change. I guess. Of, of that person. The next BMW you see, you'll still think it's driven by this. It's not going to shatter. It's not going to shatter your preconceptions, but you can be differentiated from your car in the way you dress and act outside of it, and then reassociate with your car, and it sticks. That's all I'm saying. The, the, the people who have all the BMW shit, they want to be associated right. with it. They say, bring it on. Yup, I'm a BMW owner. I'm all of those things, and I accept it. There's other people just like, hey, I kind of like BMWs, and. I want to drive a BMW or whatever that car may be. It's Subaru WRX or whatever it is. So I don't think, I mean, I don't, I don't think they matter. I don't think any of them matter. I think it makes for a fun episode. It's, it's good. A fun episode. It, and there's it's a good, reason. It's good, 
good conversation. Them. You know, we've discussed why these stereotypes exist. Definitely. And I think that, you know, as with all stereotypes, some good, some bad, some, bad. <laughs> some, some fine, some problematic, some easy to talk about, some difficult to talk about, but they all come from, you know, a reason. There's a, you see this often. This behavior happens often. You know, it's not a guarantee that someone's going to be like this, but, you know, making your, you know, educated guess, making your, you know, informed guess, you're going to guess this. So, but from, in, from, from behind that driver's seat, behind the driver's seat, in the driver's seat, yep. behind the wheel, <laughs> I was going for behind the wheel, but hey, not professional podcasters, from behind the wheel, I don't think any of it matters. I don't think it, your age, your race, your gender, your occupation, none of it matters. Find a car that makes you happy. Drive the living daylights out of it. Or don't. Or don't. Yeah. Drive around <laughs> slowly and look at, the, look at the fall foliage. It's up to you. Or just drive it to work in the grocery store if you're driving that RAV4. That's right. Because you didn't know what else to buy. <laughs> I mean, come on. But not, another but, one. But don't <laughs> care about what other people think of you. I do. You know, that's the thing. I, uh, while I am the king of don't care, I actually have specifically... He does secretly care inside. I have we, specifically we avoided cars that have followings I don't want to be associated with. And, I, and, and you know, part of it... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's self-consciousness. I don't know. Part of it, I think, is never me actively wanting to avoid all conversations with strangers, especially ones where they're trying to talk to me about something I own. You know what I mean? I don't want to, I don't want to be in that position where I'm in the gas station and he's like, oh, look at the sexy car. It's like, go away. <laughs> don't notice what I'm doing. Well, then you just don't <laughs> talk to them. You do this on the regular. People <laughs> actually approach you and talk to you and you just... Walk right by him. You can choose to ignore people for people who are more outgoing, eh. like Nick. We've seen that in action. True. Um, it's a it's a thing to talk about. <laughs> My or, outgoingness has gotten Andrew into some uncomfortable situations. <laughs> deeply. It has. Deeply. I think, there Sorry, are, man. I think you have the ability to engage or disengage from conversations, from cultures, from stereotypes. It's up to you. All true. So... I think you should just drive what makes you happy. Yeah, or whatever, or whatever. Drive what you can afford. Drive uh, whatever you were given. Sure, <laughs> that's, that's all well, yeah. that matters. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's part of what makes you happy. Yeah. You know, if 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 only if, you know, I could have probably figured out a way to purchase a nine eleven if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. That would make me happy though, because I would not be able to afford to eat right. or insure it. Or anything else, so... You could do that 12-year you know, lease for 100 bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's something that that's part of what makes you happy is, can you afford it? Was it a gift? You know, did you choose it? You know, for different people, different things make you happy about cars. So, just do you. Just do you. And with that, it's time to wrap up. Guys, do you have... Any sort of thank yous before we close this thing down? I do. All right. I would like to give a big and deeply sincere thanks to Nick's former neighbor and Tristan's <laughs> former neighbor, Miata driver Don... Um, Walkner. Walkner. Shouted Don. 
You remember him, right, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> One more shot. Oh, Don! That's right. No, I don't. <laughs> I thought we had something there, really. <laughs> Tristan, we got... Uh, I would like to thank part of that WRX community that I also don't want to associate with ha! Um, in, in, in telling me that I am actually not just a horrible clod um, and that driving this car is actually quite difficult. Um, and uh, it, it gave me the strength to uh, continue driving through week one. Um, with, with no visible improvement. That's right, again, yeah, he, um, yeah, learned how to drive a manual, what, it's three weeks now? This is week three, ah. and I'm willing to drive it most anywhere. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you're all right. But it was, it was a process fraught with joy and terror, and more than its fair share of embarrassment, um, and I think knowing that I was not the only one that had trouble with this car made me feel a little bit better. Here's so. the thing now, though, um... <laughs> Now, in the modern day, when you stall your car, if you're driving a manual and you stall it, no one thinks you stalled your car. They think you're on your phone. Yeah, so you get so, honked at. Yeah, so it's like not even yeah. it's not even yeah. a big deal anymore. They just think you're on your phone. I, I did see a lot of hands go up off steering wheels. Because like, they think you're on your phone. Like the, oh, what is he doing, hands? That's, yeah. Yeah. Because they can't, because their car is unlike mine, as I mentioned, which is unrefined and noisy as hell. Their cars are nicely sound deadened, so they can't hear me cranking it over no, in front no, no. of them. <laughs> they just think you're on the phone. Yeah. No big deal. They don't. There's no camera in there with the pan. Look on my face, clearly apparent on my back window. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do a live feed <laughs> coming out the back. Terror meter on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan's terror 96%. meter. 96%. <laughs> so, so, so thank you, online WRX owner community, for telling me I'm not just a just a horrible piece of crap driving a car. I'd like to thank Tristan for making me feel like a total asshole <laughs> because I don't know who Don is. Don Walski, man. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks. Welcome. That, that, that was great. It was great. <laughs> and as always, thank you to everyone who's tuning in and listening. We cannot wait to hear from you again. We cannot wait to talk to you again. Take care of yourselves. Good night. Good night.